Just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego. Hi, everybody. I'm Joanna. And I'm Jenny. And this is Hyphenated Vodka. <laughs> I, you know, I was about to commend you for not sounding hungover, but I am retracting that thought. Oh, my God. Let me try that again. And this is Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. Oh, my God, Jenny. You, you guessed it, folks. We're talking about parties again. And Joanna is a method actor who really preps for... <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, uh, who's that method actor that was like Lincoln? Um, and he he like refused to consume any medicine created after Abe Lincoln was shot. Um, I, I Daniel Day Lewis, Daniel Day Lewis. I'm the Daniel Day Lewis of podcasts. I knew we were going to be talking about about weddings, and today, I'm the Joaquin so. Phoenix of podcasts. Oh my god, I am vegan so, and everything. This is the second time I'm hungover. <laughs> recording this podcast i feel so bad i feel like our listeners are like oh my god girl she has a problem but like we record on sundays sometimes and like that is problematic for a party or like me like i love to party you know what i mean yeah i mean and everyone's getting como dicen hoy en día they waxed and vaxed oh waxed and vaxed well so yesterday <laughs> I went to a waxed and vaxed party without the wax. So everyone at this party so everyone's was like, hairy. Everyone is hairy as fuck and they're <laughs> vaccinated as fuck. And then we all just had a barbecue. And it was like the first time in a really long time that I was surrounded by people that I moderately knew. Like, do you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, my best friends. It was like, yeah, I have like three best friends here and then five people whose names I don't remember. And I've never been so happy. Like, so I had a I had a little bit, you know, too much fun. And mm. now I'm ready to talk about weddings because, you know, we I haven't been to a wedding in a very long time. A lot of uh, the, the world hasn't been to a wedding in a very long time. But I can't wait for wedding season to ramp up again. Ramp up, ramp up again. I can't wait for wedding seasons to ramp up again because there's nothing I like. I like more than being a wedding guest. Really? Oh, my God. Yes. You know, it's interesting because I really haven't been to that many. Um, I, unfortunately, I was invited to two weddings and they were canceled because of the pandemic. But man, prior to my own wedding, I hadn't been to a wedding since like, psh, bro, 2015. Like, 
It was scattered, yeah. I, I I think I went to most weddings in my early 20s or something, so it's all kind of a blur. Everyone I know is getting married late, I think is what it is. That's like, not true. Not late. It's never too late to find the love of your life and tie the knot, whatever. <laughs> um, I'm just mean late as in like a lot of my friends are getting married in their mid-30s and shit, so. Uh, you're so, lo- I mean, I'm hoping that's the case for some of my friends because all my friends from Venezuela, they got married, not all of them, but the- a great majority of them got married like, in their mid twenties, um, mm. and and it's incredible to see the difference between those weddings and then the weddings that I'm going to now, where a lot of the weddings I went to in my early twenties, the parents clearly planned it. Like it's like it's the parents' party. Oh my party. god! Of course, everything of course. is the parents. Like I can't even like I remember I had a friend who got married and it was so obvious her mom planned every detail because <laughs> you couldn't even tell whose wedding it was. Like. She even chose the dress. She was like, I don't even like my dress. My no, mom chose it for Joanna. me. Yes. Te lo juro por mía. Some parents are so extra when it comes to weddings. But here's the thing, right? Sometimes they kind of hold it over their kids' heads because they're like, bueno, yo estoy pagando por, para la boda. Yeah. Entonces mi boda. Exactamente. <laughs> Which, like, for a lot of Latin weddings I've gone to, the wedding isn't just, like, a union of of two people it's the family's como presentation to society como Ay, se está casando mi hija. so now like this is the party for my friends and my uh, second and third cousins and it's it's about the parents it's it's about the bride's parents it's also about the groom's parents but it's very much about the bride's parents like mm-hmm. it, it, it's a it's like a societal thing and mm-hmm. when i went when i started going to weddings here in the states i was like kind of shocked that the uh, ceremony was personalized. Like there were personalized ceremonies where people said their own vows. Like I've been going to weddings where the rabbi talked about the people and it was obvious that the rabbi had met them maybe once before. And like, I'll never forget one time of my friend's wedding and she was this, she is this crazy, crazy girl. I love her so much. And the rabbi was like, Y bueno, todos sabemos que... I'm not going to say her name. Todos sabemos que... Let's say the name is Sara. Uh, todos sabemos que Sara es una niña muy buena, una niña muy tranquila, a good kid who who just, you know, is very studious and stays... And all of us were looking at each other like, what is this dude talking about? Like, this is... Obviously doesn't know Sara. Como que... Honey, no. <laughs> and I, I thought it was so funny because it was so important for that family to get that rabbi to speak at the wedding because it said a lot about their family. It said a lot about their position and their ethics. And mm. como que... Mientras que here in the States, I just saw my friends read from their phones, like, you know, words that they had for each other. It felt like such a more personalized experience. For me, right, I... I really wasn't a fan of a lot of the Miami weddings that I would attend. Mira, es que, bro, to me, it just felt like an extension of Catholic mass. Uh And it felt very pomp and circumstance, very robotic. Like, you know, it, it all followed the same exact formula. Totally. Um, And I, you know, yes, being in these beautiful Catholic churches, very pretty, y todo eso, pero yo, even like the songs that they would pick, like they didn't even try to go astray in any way um, when it came to like the songs that they would walk down down the aisle to. It was the same, the wedding march. Like, la misma mierda over and over again. No one tried to get creative. 
the rinse, songs repeat. that they would. It was just rinse, repeat. It was, it was la misma mierda, bro. I was there like, and then the food was the same thing. It was like rice pilaf <laughs> and a potato. I don't know. It was like. <laughs> so, many there was so many carbohydrates. So many carbohydrates. A lot of starch. <laughs> and I just couldn't handle it. And I remember always telling myself, this is not going to happen the day I get married. Esto no, va, esto no va a pasar. And so, but then, you know, when we moved to LA and I started making friends out here and, you know, I'm a geek. And so I befriended a bunch of nerds. And so I went to some pretty cool, like geek centered weddings that had like, Doctor Who, Harry Potter, like like things that you actually got that you wanted to take home and keep, you know, because it was like cute little like glasses that had to do with your favorite fandom, Star Wars. Um, so I finally was able to attend some creative weddings <laughs> once I moved to LA. I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with age and when people get married that it, it, there's a lot of you see that reflected in just how specifically the ceremony i think you know comes together oh yeah but i also feel like it was such a culture shock for me to start going to weddings in the states also because of like the party element i was used to latin parties which is like you arrive and you're there till seven o'clock in the morning minimum the next day you do not get off the dance floor you don't even know where the food is you get your like feet bleed. your feet bleed you cry at one point you go through it's like, like you're under a spell it's like <laughs> hocus pocus la has showed up and said you do not stop dancing until you don't 7 stop dancing you go through like an aesop's fable like it's like the most intense night of your life there's something called ora loca where I try to explain this to Americans and and my American friends that came to my wedding, they were like, oh my God, you! I, we thought this was a joke and it was true. I, we thought that this was like an April Fool's joke that you've been like pulling for over a year while you planned this wedding. We did not know that Ora Loca was real. Ora Loca, like, you you know, there's clearance aisle Halloween costumes handed out everywhere. There's neon <laughs> sticks. There's little, one time I was at a Ora Loca, there was little people on on shoulders like there was a little person on top of another little person with a trench coat and they open the trench coat and the, they're all painted in 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 paint for black light so they look like oompa loompas it was the most honestly offensive but really insane it was so this scary. sounds like the opening sequence to moulin rouge <laughs> like with <laughs> Jenny, I went to Moulin Rouge weddings. Okay, como que that was what I was used Pero. to. And then I, and then I would, and then I went to my first American wedding, and it was like, ding, 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 ding. Hello, yes, we're going to be doing three hours of speeches. <laughs> one of them is from a camp friend. The other one is from a friend that they met at CrossFit. And then we're going to eat. <laughs> we're going to have dessert, and then we're just going to dance for an hour, and then the night is over. And I was like, what is actually happening someone call the police there's something going wrong here like i cannot this what i, I remember i was like why are we why is everyone leaving and they're like we have to leave and they're like it's it's time to get out it's it's 11 and i'm like right that's when it starts we have the second dinner at three in the morning oh my god <laughs> I was so disappointed because I love a good party. Like as my hungover self is saying right now, I love a good party. And that's something that like I struggled a lot with planning my wedding here was convincing was one finding a place that let me have a party until six in the morning because I knew my cousins from Venezuela were not going to leave. 
So I told my wedding planner and, and, and she, she refused to believe me when I said that my family would refuse to, to leave the, the place where the wedding was, the, the como que wedding venue until era de día. And it was a warning that I was telling them forever and ever and ever and ever. And, you know, the, in the States, everything is so structured and we had to have a fire fighter and we had to have like, all of these como que infrastructure in place in case of an emergency. And I, I had to coordinate all these people to stay till six in the morning, even though no one believed me that that was when the people were going to like party till. And they did. They party till six. Jenny, you're just like, what? That sounds like a nightmare to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think it's because, I mean, I got married. So the, my birthday is October 30. I'm very proud of that. I tried to make it to the 31st. I almost died. I was late as shit. I was supposed to be born on the 29th. My theory is that I was like, no, please, please. I have to be born on Halloween. And I wasn't. Um, (laughs) I, uh, they had to cut me out. Like, nah, bitch, you have to be born today. Um, almost. So I'm a big Halloween baby. I had many Halloween birthday parties and, um, my husband is also a huge Halloween freak. And so the way it happened for us, <laughs> choosing Halloween, it's not like we thought, for sure, we're getting married on Halloween. This is how it, it went down. We went to the venue, um, literally the same month we got engaged, and we fell in love with it. And we were just sitting with the, the lady, and she's like, well, if you get married on a Thursday, the venue's half off. And I was like, oh, word? <laughs> Turns out, <laughs> Halloween landed on a Thursday. So we're like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> so we chose. So we're like, this is fucking perfect. But Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego. Yeah, I got married at the lovely ripe age of 33. And, um, yeah, me canso. Yeah. Like for me, I I didn't have that kind of, and it could be because I have an autoimmune disease. Who knows? But I'm more prone to fatigue now. And I was like, no, no. Like, I just want, I wanted it to be a fun goth Halloween wedding. Very classy goth. Um, Pero, but also my husband and I paid for the wedding ourselves. So we were kind of like, nah, we're not going to pay for the extra hours (laughs) for like, so I'm forgetting so what you, time you guys just had our your, wedding like, ended. It was an American. It was like an American party then. Like you guys had like an American. Yes. Wait, no, not even American. Oh, sorry, American goth wedding. And, uh, yeah, it was like a very American goth. 
um, very non-traditional wedding for a Cuban and a Peruvian Puerto Rican <laughs> from Miami. I love it. What a hyphen. What a hyphen, which goes back to the name of our podcast. Look at that. Yes. Look at us. <laughs> I really love the fact that I got married a little bit, quote unquote, later, which isn't later. It's actually uh, average. But for a lot of my friends, it was later because I was able to pick and choose which parts of myself and my culture and my husband's culture we wanted to incorporate. So it wasn't. Yeah. Eh, no era como que, all right, well, we're just going to go to this place and we're going to take the package deal for the Venezuelan Jew bride and the Colombian American groom and we're just going to pay and that's it. No, like it was like every detail I, I specifically chose for it to have some type of meaning. Like we, I really wanted Venezuelan music, como que not just Venezuelan music, I wanted a Venezuelan band too. So I got like a tambores band from Boston to come. It, the DJ, I ha it's a Venezuelan DJ. I had her, the poor woman, drive like 12 hours to come and like play at my wedding. I I Whoa. wanted it to, I wanted every detail to express something about us. It wasn't, That's I didn't, really nice. I didn't want anything bland or anything that didn't scream, this is me. And we like I remember I printed out pictures of all of our grandparents and our parents at their weddings. And I remember I took that from a wedding I went to of my Chinese American friend who married a Jewish boy from Queens. And they <laughs> mixed her Chinese American culture with his Jewish culture. And that mm. was the first time I went to a wedding of a multi-hyphenates. And mm. I I cried like I was so emotional and I think it was because it reflected a lot about what I feared about my weddings and my culture and my you know the way that I go about my life which is like I'm I'm afraid mm. I'm too many things and this I, and it's literally one of the most uh, meaningful ceremonies I've ever been to but they had like como Chinese paper design hoppa so everything was so meshed and mixed and like unique I had no idea weddings could be like that. I had no idea weddings could be yeah. so personal and so mixed. And because weddings are so entrenched in culture and tradition that sometimes it's tough to realize you can break culture and tradition. You can make it a new yep. tradition or take the tradition yep. and make it your own, you know? You know, again, my husband and I just wanted to, to do something different that really matched who we are as people, um, which is why we went the goth route. And what was really cool is that our guests, um, all the bridesmaids were black and all the guests, we didn't tell them to wear black, but we told them to go goth chic. And let me tell you, my guests, everyone looked hella hot. People <laughs> painted their nails black. They went all out with the goth makeup, just gorgeous like ensembles at the wedding. Everyone looked really freaking killer at this Halloween wedding. And I would say one of the most out of the box traditions that we did was a an ancient Celtic ribbon ceremony because our officiant was a woman and she's Irish and she brought it up to us. She's like, I love Halloween weddings. <laughs> she's like, I love them. Like, I do them all the time. <laughs> yeah, no, she's like, she loves Halloween weddings so much that like she just went above and beyond for us and she told us about this, this ribbon tying ceremony. 
And it's it's interesting because my whole life I thought I had to do everything traditionally. Like that's why I did confirmation, which is like a Catholic thing. You you cannot get married in a Catholic church unless you do confirmation, which mm-hmm. is like the next step after communion. For the longest time growing up, I thought, okay, I'm gonna get married in the Catholic church, tiki tiki taki. And I I really love the the direction we went in because it was not what I pictured. We got to do what we wanted. Because for me, again, I believe in God, but I feel like God is everywhere. We don't need to be in a church. You know, I don't need that type of like traditional Catholic ceremony. I I always wanted an outdoor wedding. And so the entire wedding was outside by the, in, like out in the mountains. All you saw were like mountains. The weather was perfect. Uh, so it was technically a destination wedding for a lot of our friends and family. And Tu sabe, like, we incorporated a lot of music in the wedding from our favorite movies, like Adam's Family and Beetlejuice and, and Nightmare Before Christmas and The Haunted Mansion. And, like, uh, I walked down to Sally's song, an instrumental version of Sally's song from Nightmare Before Christmas, and it's one of our favorite films. For us, it was less culturally traditional and more pop culture <laughs> centered. Oh, yeah, like you had more a pop about culture wedding. A pop culture personality-driven wedding um that really highlighted who we are as people and like what the the kind of stuff that we love and the artwork you know I, i commissioned my best friend to like draw these silhouettes of some of our favorite um characters from horror movies um and it was gorgeous like each table had that art piece people were able to take it home um lots of vintage like candlesticks and and Stuff that it's for me, I was like, guess what? After this wedding, I get to keep all this shit. <laughs> it wasn't like a bunch of junk that you're like, what do I do with this? I, I we got to keep like half our decor uh, because it was actually stuff we like. I, I made a whole ass Spotify playlist and made sure that the DJ, who was thankfully Latino, knew <laughs> the kind of songs he wanted to play. So that was where we felt the most connected to our Latino roots at the wedding was that we played a bunch of like dope ass, like, you know, merengue, salsa, all that stuff. Um, because at the end of the day, most of our guests are my from Miami and they're Latino. It was so weird for me to plan a wedding in the most American place I've ever been to. Like I got married in a fucking barn. Like that's the type of white girl <laughs> shit I pulled. Though. I basically had mason jars. Actually, I almost had mason jar cups. And then my husband was like, you will not do this to us. I refuse. (laughs) (laughs) So I had like a very American como looking wedding. Design, yeah. Uh But completely Venezuelan, Colombian in all of its details. And it was one of the hardest things we had to pull off was you can't have a Venezuelan wedding without tequeños. Like tequeños are our our staple food. It's, it's, It's our party food. I got married in a barn that didn't have a working cocina. Like, you can't have gas. You can't fry stuff. Okay? So, we had to figure out a way to get these freaking frozen cheese sticks from that we flew in from Miami, fried, <laughs> and, like, handed out in a, in a barn full of wood where you can't have hot oil. Now, I don't know exactly how we pulled it off. I told my mom, I was like, I'm so stressed out. You deal with the tequeños. And I remember the wedding planner was like, what if we don't do the tequeños? Like, what if we just do like 
a little like a little crudite. And I was like, honey, crudite. Tina, we are doing the tequeños. Like, okay, for you Americans, you have to have your, I don't know, freaking YMCA song play. You have to have the songs that tell you how to dance. Well, here we got to have tequeños. And one of the things that my family was so excited about, especially like Venezuelans, like a lot of us don't live in Venezuela. We're regados por el mundo. We're everywhere. Is like these mm. little indicators and signifiers of, of tradition and of culture that don't seem like a big deal until you're not there anymore. Like th those tequeños were a huge link to my Venezuelan identity. Like people felt like we were back home, even though we were in a barn in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by woods and white people saying, oh my God, there's still, there's still music coming out of the barn. We should call the police. Um, so it, it was like kind of interesting to see what things I found to be important to me to hold mm -hmm. on to. And one thing, what things were not like, I'm a Jewish person that got married to a non-Jewish person. Like yeah. what Jewish traditions mean something to me and which ones don't. And like choosing which ones do and don't was something that I didn't realize you could do. Yeah, I think that's great that we both had that freedom, girl, because I'm telling you, I have a lot of friends, like you saw, a lot of your friends too, okay, their parents, it was for them. And again, you know, remember we talked about baby weddings? <laughs> you mean your baptism? Meta. <laughs> yes. Okay, like my mom had full control of my bab clearly my baptism my first communion party my quinceanera that was all her so thankfully my mom was super chill about letting me do whatever the hell i wanted with my wedding because for my engagement photos you know it was very like again it was very goth <laughs> i was in a black dress and stuff and when i shared the photo album on my facebook page Tola. Oh my God, I can imagine. Oh my God, Jenny. Oh my God, Jenny. <laughs> a bunch of like older, like, I don't know, middle-aged Miami women were like, ay, pero todo negro, pero mija, eso no es, you know, like, that's not nice. Eso es un funeral. Eso es de demonio. Se murió. But then my mom, my mom started sharing photos of herself dressed like a witch. <laughs> section she's like i'm her mom and i approve this justin and so good thousands of summer deals at your nordstrom rack store save up to 60 on new arrivals from vince rag and bone adidas joe's mark jacobs and more great brands great prices every day at nordstrom rack but hurry for first dibs get your summer favorites up to 60 off at nordstrom rack today great brands great prices that's why you rack Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego. But I, there's something that we haven't touched upon yet that I really want to get into because I feel like this is also where our weddings were probably very different. I barely had family at my wedding. <laughs> Oh, wow. Really? So here's the thing. I don't really have a lot of family. Um, 
people probably assume differently because of my videos and they probably think I have 20 tias or something. That's not the case. I only have two blood uncles. That's it. Um, I love the term blood uncle. (laughs) Sorry. Blood uncle. (laughs) I'm your blood uncle. It sounds like (laughs) like some shit out of Sabrina. Um, I did have to like fight my mom a little bit here and there because she's like, but I can't invite so-and-so from like when I worked at AT AT&T. And I'm like, no, (laughs) because I'm like, I'm paying for this wedding. I am not going to have Martika from like, you know, sitting there judging my shit. Fuck you, Martika. Um, Fucking Martika, bro. Like, (laughs) I didn't want these like fake ass family members or like friends of friends from like whatever that I don't really know personally who are just going to sit there and talk shit and like possibly judge. Yeah. I'd rather those slots go to my freaking friends. Dude. Um, on David's yes. side, he has a pretty big family, but most of them are also in Puerto Rico and Peru. So I think David actually had more family members at our wedding than my family. Oh my God. I struggled so much because my family <laughs> is huge. I have 10 cousins on one side and then 10 cousins on another, and I'm very close to all of them. I have four aunts and uncles and four aunts and uncles on, like, it is an enormous, and not only enormous family, like, it's a relatively close family. I think what happens is in Latin America, the amount of people isn't really that important. Like guest count is just a general ballpark. Like I've been to a wedding that was held in a convention center where I was one of 76 bridesmaids and there was a thousand guests. What? Te lo juro por mi vida. I was, I, 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 I swear to God, I couldn't believe it. I showed up for pictures and I was like, why is everyone wearing the same dress? Like, am I, is this the matrix? What? And it was one of 76 bridesmaids. I am incredible. I I thought I had a lot of bridesmaids. One of 76. 76, Joanna. But who has time to have that many friends? I I wasn't that close to her, to be honest with you. When she asked me, I was very confused. But now I know. I think she just made all the people that she knew bridesmaids and then all the friends of friends guests. Was that a cultural thing or she just... It's very cultural. Like... The Venezuelan Jewish community, like the whole community is invited, basically. It's a oh, community-based so wedding. Too. Yes, it's very community-based weddings. It's not like individualistic weddings. It's like you you incorporate the entire community into your wedding. It is, in fact, the rabbi always talks about the parents and what when the parents met, and he probably married the parents. And it's it's really like a oh. muy metido in the las raíces de la cultura. Um, yeah. So for me, like I was getting married in the States where like I only had 170 spots because of fire regulations at this barn, okay? (laughs) And I had to not invite my second cousins. And that was the most dramatic thing. Like, I got messages on Facebook from family that was like, I haven't received my invitation. And I'm like, I don't know who you are. And they're like, I'm your dad's second cousin. And I'm like, cool, you're not invited to my wedding, though. And they got, like, offended. la gente son bien frescas. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah oh my god Why do people two, do that bro jenny two people showed up at my wedding that no one knows who they are no Te lo juro, this is a barn in the middle of nowhere i purposely planned my wedding so it was very difficult to arrive to because i did not want arroceros okay i didn't want people to like just show up and no i wanted legit for two people showed up at my wedding turns out they're the kids of someone that my mom invited after a fight we had and those kids were, 
They were on drugs. They were <gasps> on drugs. They were, it was, I was like, I, I legitimately planned my entire wedding around something like this not happening. And here we are because weddings be weddings. There's two people high off of their minds in the middle of the dance floor touching each other and no one understands Ooh. what's happening. So it was like, <laughs> for me, the, it, it was really traumatic, truthfully, to have to figure out who to invite and who not to invite. And a lot of people took it personally and. Especialmente in a in like for my family where a hundred people in that barn was like were directly related to me and and I didn't even invite everyone I had to invite and and people just did not understand because we came from a tradition where you invite everyone in your community everyone oh my god oh oh my god what honestly planning my wedding I'm not exaggerating my first panic attack of my life was because of my wedding planning and no, my second either. panic attack was because of my wedding planning and i when the wedding came i had a really wonderful time but in retrospect i'm like why was i so stressed out i tried to make it the, the wedding that reflected me and my husband the best and a very personalized mm -hmm. experience which it was and i'm very proud of that but it was societal pressures that still made me feel like I, I wasn't doing enough that this wedding had to be the best day of my life that it was like it reflected everything mm. about me and the love of me and my husband and the future and our children and it was just like so much pressure and, oh man and I, and I wish I didn't feel that way I wish I had just been like hey this is gonna be a hyphenated experience of my culture and his culture and where we live and we're just yeah. gonna like enjoy time with people we love but society tells us like this is this is the day where everything is made if they're ever gonna make a movie about your life this day will be in it like it's just so oh much my pressure. god <laughs> i'm so sorry that you felt that i think it was also because like uh for my mom's side of the family it you know that family we're we're struggling a lot and you know we're regados por el mundo we're in different places Um, we couldn't make it to my cousin's wedding because of, you know, political reasons. And it it was like, oh, my God, this is the this might be the last wedding in a while, the last celebration for my family in a while. And mm. that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself. And that's when I realized, like, so many so much of weddings isn't about the couple. It's about the the ecosystem of people around them. And, yeah. and that's a lot of pressure. And that's maybe why my friends who let their moms plan their wedding and they just showed up in whatever dress, maybe they did it right. <laughs> they were just like, I have a life to lead. I'll just show up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know I, I completely understand that. Like now that you that now that you added that bit of information, I can totally see why you felt so much pressure. I mean, for me. I always I always talk about this with my husband. I'm like, we got real lucky because we got married just three was it like remember December, Jack? Yeah, like three months before lockdown. Oh my god. So, what? Yeah, we got married three months before the freaking lockdown. Jenny, I feel um, like you've been married for 10 years. That's how long lockdown is. I think if I had to plan my wedding now, it I would have taken it so differently. I think that we've learned mm. so much. I mean, we're probably going to unlearn this shit like in no time. We're going to be doing the same mistakes and worrying about the same dumb stuff because uh. like, who, we're not holier than thou. But I I feel like prioritizing the things that matter and the people that matter is, is something that yeah. I've sort of learned 
And I I have a friend who had a Zoom wedding um, and I asked her, I was like, oh, how are you feeling about, you know, changing the fact that you, you were going to get married in this big, crazy thing and now you got married with just your family? And, and she was like, I think I learned that that was what I wanted. Like I was, wow. I was making my, I was convincing myself I wanted something I didn't. And what I wanted was something very small and meaningful. And yeah, I wanted people there, but uh, I made it work. And I think that that, I really loved her maturity in that, in that mm. moment of like accepting that life doesn't give you the perfect party or the perfect wedding or the perfect situation, but you prioritize the things that matter. Um, oh my yeah. god, look at us like Barney special. So <laughs> so deep, bitch. Barney after school special. I'm I get emotional when I'm hungover. I like cry about oh everything. Oh my god, Joanna. I watch like no, Google commercials true. and cry. <laughs> yeah, but those Google commercials really know how to pull at your heartstrings. It should um, be illegal. It should be illegal, Jenny, what they do to us in those commercials. <laughs> Well, no, most of the pandemic, those commercials were a lot. It was just like really dramatic and sad. Those um, commercials were my weddings. Like those commercials were my uh, wedding. ¿Cómo se dice? Eh, eh, coño, not processions. My wedding. It's not the party. What's the before the party? Reception. Oh, no. Oh, before the party. Ceremony. Oh, my God. Those commercials oh. were my wedding ceremonies. That's when I would cry and like, you know, oh, that was that was what I would feel. That's it's it's depressing. But here we are. Thanks, Google. <laughs> <laughs> we're not sponsored I mean... by Google. <laughs> <laughs> but if they want to, you are welcome here. You were so I use you all the time. <laughs> all the time. All the time, Google. Uh, well, Jenny, we gathered here today to do a podcast and we did it. And now it is time for us to say, I do need to go to sleep because I'm hungover and say goodbye. Mm. Was that good? I don't know, man. I that was, winged that it. That was great. That was, <laughs> you are the wing queen. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Next time I promise I won't go to a party the night before. No, you're, you're going to do it again. I'm going to do it but again. <laughs> we should perhaps ask our listeners to send us their hyphenated wedding stories yes please send it to hyphenated epitaya.fm that is hyphenated epitaya.fm tell us your crazy fucking wedding stories the craziest <laughs> ones please <laughs> justin and so good thousands of summer deals at your nordstrom rack store Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego.